All right, it's time for Current Events Tuesday. I'm Justin. And I'm JP. And uh, we are the Podcasting Dead. If you found us randomly on the internet, we are a, uh, a weekly podcast. We do a bunch of different stuff, random uh, current events. We do uh, mail call. We do random rambling Wednesdays, which is tomorrow, which is our personal favorite. Where we I just love it. Literally talk about nothing yeah, whatever <laughs> and everything at the same time. But uh, and also we do talk about The Walking Dead. So uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're not that bad. No, nah, not, not on most days. days. Not on most days. Uh, I'm Justin. Did we already announce ourselves? Yeah, we, we did. did. We it's, did. But it's you know, it's it's Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm trying to think before we get to going. Uh, social media info. You can follow JP. He periscopes most of the podcast. He left his tripod at home today, so we won't be doing this one. No but periscope. He does periscope the majority of our podcasts. It's just JP Slim, all lowercase, um, all. No spaces, none of that. No space. JP Slim. Uh, and J underscore Radsall for him on Snapchat. And mine is super easy. Just I'm Justin Lloyd. No apostrophes, no spaces, two L's in Lloyd. Just I'm Justin Lloyd is my Instagram, Snapchat, and Periscope. So this is the, the, the podcast each week where we talk about current events. Think more of like a morning show on a radio station, which is actually what we both do. So this is a little bit more at home for us. So we're going to be looking around the internet and just kind of talking about interesting stories that we found. Starting off with this one, this this is a this is a very very odd one. A uh, a woman attacks someone with her crotch. I'm not even kidding. With, with her crotch? Yes, she attacks someone with her crotch. Was there like a weapon hidden under there or something like a uh, go-go gadget kind of thing? Let's dive in and find out. I found this on Treasure Coast News on the internet. So, uh, 25-year-old Jordan Castro and 27-year-old Jessica Williams were out drinking in Florida last month at a restaurant called the Twisted Tuna. That sounds like a wicked good sandwich. Mm. Then around 1 a.m., Jordan tried to fight a bunch of people in the parking lot and punched a valet in the face. An employee managed to hold him down for a while. Then Jordan tried to get up and keep fighting, but he was too drunk. He fell forward and slammed his face on the ground. So while he was laying on the pavement, right, get this, Jessica grabbed them by the hair and started slamming like, no, wait, she grabbed, I guess she grabbed Jordan. Jessica grabbed Jordan by his hair and started slamming his face into her crotch. Huh. It's like the worst stripping move ever. Yeah, that's not exactly what I imagined when you said this story. But <laughs> They both got arrested for disorderly conduct, and Jordan is also facing battery charges for punching the valet. In his mugshot, he's got blood on his face and a pretty good cut on the bridge of his nose. I'm assuming that's from the ground. I don't know if that would be from Jessica's crotch or not. But, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, like when you said she attacked him with her crotch, I figured it was one of those like spring-loaded, like, uh, like uh, you know, boxing gloves, like in the cartoons, right. just bing, bow. That, that's not what happened at all. Do that sound effect again? Bow. Wow, man. Yeah, you really right, put out, your heart right out the crotch. You put right your, out the crotch. Put your heart and soul into that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we know crotch. that women have used their crotches as weapons since the beginning of time, but I don't know if I've ever heard of it being used in a weapon that way. Oh, it's their you deadliest I'm saying? weapon. <laughs> deadliest and most effective. Now let's move to one of JP's Devils. favorite things on planet Earth. Oh, boy. What? Baseball. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> I found this article on ESPN. This is uh, pretty interesting. So researchers have found that umpires made 34,000 294 incorrect ball and strike calls 
uh, just last season. That's about 14 per game or 1.6 per inning. And the younger umpires are more accurate than the experienced ones. So you would definitely think the younger ones will be the ones in there making the the bad calls but apparently the young rookies are the ones that are getting it right and the i think it just it's the point where the the older ones they've just been doing this for so long they're just kind of like ah that was a strike i guess yeah just an autopilot i feel like you know it's that way with any job you know your rookies come in and they're just acing stuff because they want to move on up and prove themselves whereas the people have been like kid it ain't as much of a dream job as you think it is, and they're just kind of sitting back and. I was gonna say, is there really anywhere to move up to when you're an umpire? I mean, you're an um. There's not like you know, like a president umpire. I mean, it's like if you're an umpire, you're an umpire, right? Yeah, I uh, I umpired for quite a few years uh, at a at a local uh, uh, recreation league. Um, I umpired. Uh, how old were the kids? Like, mm, probably like 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range. I did it for like three or four years, well, two or three years, and I gotta say, the main reason I quit was because of the parents, man. Like, the kids were fine, and I enjoyed it because I love baseball, and it was great being out on the field, but my God, man, like, when you're, when you're kid, and I, I'm being very specific here, because it's one that stands out, when your kid, when your fat little kid can't haul his fat ass to the bag in time and gets oh tagged gosh. out, I didn't make the wrong call. Your kid's just slow. Is too fat, yeah. Too I fat. mean, like, he was tagged, you know, like five feet away from the bag. Don't come on the field fussing at me. Like, get your kid in better shape. So parents are why I just was like, dude, I'm hanging it up. Like, I, I thought I would love this because I love baseball, but at the end of the day, Parents are the worst thing about recreational sports. I mean, it's to the point where I, and this sounds ludicrous, I know, but it's almost to the point where you just need like a rec league where kids can go play and the parents aren't even there just so they can actually, I mean, and that's not fair to the parents who are just spectators and encouraging them. I get that. But at the same time, it always is the bad few that ruin it for everybody. Yeah, no kidding. I I hate it playing uh, sports, man. That's another story. You never found any sport that you liked at all? Nah, man. I just, I was not into it. I feel like you would like paintball. Nah, I, I think I would have liked track or cross, like like just running, where really your competitor, you're competing against yourself more or less. Right. But I never, I, I did like being on the swim team, even though I you never, were on the swim team. I was on a swim team for a year. Did you have to shave down? You're a hairy fella, and I know that. No, I was. Like, this was this was pre puberty, so there was there was no hairiness. They have, <laughs> they have pre puberty. Swimming leagues? I thought that was just something for like teenagers. No, I didn't know they no, had man. kids swim you, leagues. You can be on a swim team at a, a super young age. That's cool, man. But, but yeah, it's never good at uh, at diving. It's just something about the water just, going up your nose. Well, not just. I mean, putting your your head and jumping, you know, towards the essentially the ground is just not natural. Every instinct in your body is like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, you're not supposed <laughs> to jump on your head. Abort! Abort! Yeah, and that's what I would do. I just belly flop every time. I was a great <laughs> swimmer, but I, I was always off to a bad start because I couldn't dive worth a damn. Oh, we are kindred spirits because I'm not going to lie. My mom, when I was growing up, uh, my mom, more so than my dad, I remember going to the pool was hell because I just wanted to go to the pool and swim around. Right. My mom would make us practice diving and I get why she did because if you need to jump in the water, it's less painful. You just never know when you're going to have to heroically dive in and save someone. I assume that's why she wanted us to do it. One day my son's going to dive in and save someone. He's got to look good. But uh, she would make us practice the dive, and I hated it. I hated it. It took me like two years to actually get a dive, because I would do it, come out the water and be like, okay, can I go to the diving board? And she'd be like, no, your leg was bent. Or no, you didn't. You know, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. 
I hate diving. I'm telling you, man, if it was not for diving, well, diving and little kids getting naked and running around slapping ass in the locker room, I'd probably be Michael Phelps right now. Wait, little, I don't even, you know, oh, I don't, dude, I don't was, even want to open up that can of worms. Dude, as perverse as I am, man, I would go into these locker rooms and the little kids, I mean, and I was a little kid too, they just all be naked and just the, the locker room full of stalls. I'd go in the stall and change. They were just naked as the day they were born, running around, wrestling and slapping ass. No, oh, And yeah, I was no. not into it, man. I was not into no, it. No, don't blame you. Yeah, I always just, uh, whenever I would jump off something high, instead of diving, I just like doing like the needle, like, you know, put your feet together, point your yeah. toes down, hands at your side. And I've always, I've never had a bad experience with that. But no, I mean, man. I can dive pretty well, but it's only because my mom forced me to learn how to do it. Well, I said with my with my long arms and legs, man, I, I was a ferocious swimmer. I, I could be Michael Phelps right now, but instead of being an Olympic gold medalist, I just... Now uh, you have so I, much hair on your body, I just body, like to though. hit the bong like Michael Phelps. It's the only thing, <laughs> that's literally the only thing we have in common. I feel like now you got so much hair on your body, you would like go to dive and just like not go. Like you would get into the water and the water would be like, ah. Like you would go to hit it and you would just like kind of slide as if it was frozen. Well, you know what they do is uh, like like girls that are on a swim team, they'll ma- they they're not allowed to shave their legs or anything. What? And then when it yeah, I, when I was in like college, high school age. Yeah, when I was in college, like the girls on the swim team, they could not shave. And that way, when it comes time for the competition, you do shave, and you're used to swimming with that little bit of resistance. So when it comes competition time, you're all smooth and you're moving even faster. Uh. It's kind of like training with, I guess, like weights on your legs or so. I don't know. Yeah. But when I did martial arts, I had um, I had these little uh, things, little bracelets I put on my wrist and my ankles, and mm-hmm. I'd hit the bag for like 30 minutes with those, and then yeah. you know you would go back and hit it a little bit, and then the next night you wouldn't use them and you just could feel your speed increasing. Yeah, you know. So imagine how fast I'd be if I trained with all this hair on me and then came time for competition, I shaved it all off, man. You'd be, be like you'd, greased lightning. Yeah, you'd be like a rocket in the water. Darn right. Moving on to something else that definitely seems like a JP story because oh. there's two things in this world I've learned about JP. All I've right. learned a lot of things about JP. But a few things. Here are two things. Number one. He's pretty lucky. He would tell you no, but I've watched him win a door prize two weeks in a row. row. Uh, Also, he loves to get drunk. I do. So this right here is right up your alley, JP. It's from Action News. Also found it. It's uh, it's on the Bro Bible on on the internet. But um, and the way we find these is we just go to Google and like look at trending stories and just find what looks interesting. But so, <laughs> oh man, you know, a lot of, you know, a guy from, I don't even know how to start. I was trying to start this. We we're like really witty, but it's not going to work. A guy from Minnesota named Derek was in Vegas last week and he got hammered. Already sounding like JP. Mm. He was hanging out at the Planet Hollywood Casino and uh, he ended up blacking out. He drank so oh, much. Oh boy. But he was still up around 7 a.m. and wanted to do some gambling. So he put 100 down on a crazy uh, parlay bet that involved uh, three different sporting events. He placed two different bets on huge underdogs to beat the favorite uh, in hockey, and then uh, he bet they'd win and placed another bet that the combined score would be six goals or less. All right, yada, 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 long story short. Uh, where is the payoff here? After he woke up and did not remember placing these bets, right? He won over $26,000. So this Louise. dude got blackout drunk, placed a $100 bet, woke up with $26,000. Man, all I've ever woke up with uh, after a blackout is a fat girl. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know. 
I mean, I'd, I'd rather have the $26,000. You can get a lot of fat girls with that much money. Uh, you can get a lot of girls of all sizes with that much money. Sure you can. But, uh, yeah, so I um, I don't know, man. I uh, 26000 from a hundred. That is, uh, that's, yeah, man. that's kind of, a, what's the wildest thing? All right. As someone who's probably blacked out a lot, I've blacked out myself quite a few times, but I'm sad to say the stories just really aren't that interesting. Right. Um, JP, tell us uh, one of your most interesting uh, blackout stories. Oh my God. Well, that, that's the thing about a blackout. It's hard to, you know, like people don't inform the story. you though, no pictures. You didn't wake up with anyone beside you. Like, I mean, there's got to be something there. Yeah, man. There, there have been a lot of that. There was one time I, uh, golly, I, I think it was New Year's Day, like 2007 or eight. And I woke up and like I had flashes in my head of like, walking towards someone and my jaw was really sore i ended up i had a fight with this guy named daniel i'd been making out and sucking on his girlfriend's uh you know nipples uh, essentially <laughs> at the party well in my it was a house party at my okay house. so you weren't doing that in front of people you I made out her with back her to her, some people but you took her back to a room to do the nickel nip, nipple sucking. yeah for the nipples sure. okay okay and uh, anyway, like he came up to me at some point in the party because I was having this New Year's Eve party. He was actually a good friend of mine, even though I didn't like him that much. And I went out of my way to not invite him because I planned on, you know, putting the, the putting the moves on his girlfriend. So you threw this party? Yeah, yeah, it was my party. It was back when uh, Josiah was living with me. He was never been on the podcast, but anyway. So yeah, we have a party. It wasn't nothing big, but. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I do this stuff with this girlfriend, and he shows up later, and he's like, you know, I know what you did, I know what you did, and I'm just like, well, let's rumble. I used to say let's rumble a lot, and then we go out in the uh, in the front yard, and man, I, I could barely stand, much less defend myself, and so yeah, he pops me in the jaw, and I woke up with a really sore jaw, and a staple in my forehead, but that was from a... So, okay, I was... That, that wasn't from the fight, that was from something else. Okay, I was gonna say, so this guy... Beat your ass and then put a staple in your forehead? No, but, no. The staple was a was a staple chaser. It's a trick I used to do at parties. Oh, and yeah? I woke up with one just barely sticking. Like, it was it was embedded in my forehead, and I had to dig it out with tweezers. Oh, I bet that didn't feel good. Nah, man. It wasn't fun, but it, it was, it was you know, it was a good New Year's Eve, all uh, things considered. <laughs> I love your optimism, man. It's something I admire. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm stopped up this morning. We're all... I think everybody's got something. My girlfriend being apparently I didn't know this. When you're pregnant, your immune system is like really low because your body basically you're, it's a, the human body is a fascinating thing. It's like your body basically lowers your immune system so it doesn't try to fight the baby. Yeah, yeah, it, I've it, heard it, of that. It might would consider the baby an outside threat and try to kill yeah. it. So your immune system is at a low. So she's been. Catching colds and just getting sick nonstop, man. So she's been stopped up pretty bad here yeah, the man. last couple of I, weeks. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I've read that the the reason a lot of times you know people will come out you know with the gender identity stuff or like a guy's really effeminate is the you know the woman's antibodies are trying to attack the fetus. The fetus puts off you know hormones of the well, I guess it'd have to be a boy. It puts off. It starts producing more female hormones so that the, the the woman's body thinks it's, you know, female, just a part of her and won't attack it. That's so very when you interesting. you have a really girly dude, it's because 
the fetus had to produce, uh, you know, estrogen, so yeah. the, the antibodies wouldn't attack it. Very, very interesting. Yeah, very it's crazy, interesting. man. Like you said, just fascinating the things the human body does. It's like auto-programmed. I mean, yeah. like all these years of evolution, it's amazing what the body's learned, to, you know, to do, mm-hmm. or you know, be it evolution or divine intervention, whatever. It's just amazing that our bodies are like robots. They're like programmed with these self-defense yeah. sequences that activate themselves, and it's it's just an incredible thing crazy moving on and keeping in the spirit of drunkenness Ooh, i love it staying in jp's uh territory yeah here. uh so jp do you get the munchies when you drink uh i have been known to sure i always do but i've always associated i mean i do some day drinking too but i've always associated it with the fact that i'm drinking it starts getting late it, you know i eat supper at like five or six and it's now midnight and i'm still drinking so i always just associated my munch drunk munchies with that but apparently, science may have finally figured out why we do get the munchies when we're drunk. Um, and it's not just because of our lowered inhibitions. Uh, a, a new study with mice found that binge drinking might activate the same part of your brain as binge eating. So when you drink a lot, it makes you want to eat a lot, too. They also think binge eating can lead to more binge drinking for the same reason. <laughs> so it's like you think you, you know, you think you, that's so crazy. So if you binge eat, it can lead you to binge drink. Which is interesting, because binge drinking and obesity have both been on the rise in the U.S., so it's possible that the two trends may be linked. Huh. Well, nothing exceeds like excess. If you're a little overweight, just tell people, be like, look, man, I like to party. Leave me alone. Yeah. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, again, another, uh, the body, man. I'm telling you. But, you know, sometimes those beer munchies can be good because, you know, you're putting stuff on your stomach to absorb the alcohol. Yeah. So... That's uh, that's 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 very it, interesting. It can definitely help. So uh, let's see, uh, JP, w- you're not in any kind of sexual uh, dry spell right now or anything, are you? Uh no, not really. Oh yeah, I'm getting well, good. It on the regular. Good. Well, if you listening find yourself to be in a sexual dry spell, don't worry, you are certainly uh, not alone. Um, it's it's uh, according to a new survey. 28% of American adults said it's been uh, about five months since they've had sex. Good Lord. And according to this article, which I found on uh, OnePoll.com, uh, five months is officially a dry spell. Five months. So, like, somebody might have gone a couple of weeks without sex, and they'll be like, oh, I'm in a dry spell. No, technically, if you've gone five months without sex, that is a dry spell. I've definitely had some dry spells then, brother. And if you are in a dry spell right now, pick your head up because you're not alone. Again, 28% of American adults polled said that they are in a dry spell. So you're not alone. So how do you uh, bring rain back to the Kalahari? Does it say that? How to remedy a dry spell? I'm not seeing that, but I am seeing some other facts about dry spells. Apparently, the average dry spell lasts about 11 months. 10 months for men and 12 for women. Golly. A whole year without any kind of sex. That's wild, man. The top causes are relationship troubles, not being focused on sex, being in a long-distance relationship, and being too busy at work. Huh. The average American will go through four dry spells in their life. A dry spell isn't always a bad thing. 49% of Americans think it can be beneficial. 27% said they've come out of it with a better understanding of who they are. At likely excuse. <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, know, oh, yeah, I'm just finding myself. Making an excuse for <laughs> um, 26% got to spend more time with friends, and 25% said it saved them money. 
I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, not spending all that money on prostitutes. So uh, yeah, true that. True that. In a perfect world, the average American would like to have sex three times a week. Psh, try three times a day. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if, if, yeah, if it's readily available, give me, you know, one serving a day. Come on. Being a very, I got to get that poison out. Being a very sexually active man, I have, let me ask you a question. All right. All right, because, you know, um, I've been in a long-term relationship, so sure. there are obviously some dry spells. But yeah. you know, for someone like yourself, who's who's always out and familiarizing himself with the ladies of the night, um, I'm just kidding. You have a lovely girlfriend, but you guys still seem to be, you know, in that honeymoon phase. So, uh, what was I even? Hold on, I don't know I where was, this is going. <laughs> I was going to ask you something, but I can't remember what it was. Oh my God! It's because I was trying to read, talk, and formulate a question. I had a good question. It can though. be difficult. I know. Um, hmm. Crap! It was a good question too. Ah, jeez. Wish Damn I knew my what it was. brain, man. Uh, let's see. Let me. Well, you were talking about long-term relationships, how dry spells pop up, and then you were talking about newer relationships, where I guess you're you're still getting it on the on the regular, right? So, what was the uh, what was the query? Um. I don't know. Let me ask you this. It, when you've gone through... I don't know, man. I hate that. No, oh, well. It'll come to you. Uh, have you ever reached out to an ex during a dry spell? Oh, oh yeah, sure. Well, you're not alone. 18% admit to it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely a go-to. The other 82% of us are just trying to you stay silent. You always feel feel kind of ashamed when uh, afterwards, but whatever. Speak for yourself there, Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that's just generally because I I leave everything on bad terms, so you know I kind of have to come crawling back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Um, crap, I don't know what I was going to ask you. I was going to. It's something to do with a dry spell, obviously. Um, what? As a what was I going to ask you? I hate that. It happens. I hate that. <laughs> feel like we're talking about not being able to get it up right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. It, it happens. It's fine. It's it's normal. Oh, uh, let's see. What else is happening on the interwebs today? Let's scroll through. JP, entertain him with a song while I do this. Oh, man, I'm too stopped up, brother. I, I wish I knew if this was allergies or just like, like I said, a change in the weather. I need to get your uh, your mold people out to the house to, to inspect things. Mm. All right, let's keep going with a little dumb criminal news. This one, uh, a little interesting. So... A 25-year-old Dante Flowers was spotted driving a stolen car in Hartford, Connecticut last Friday. Uh, Cops boxed him in, and he took off on foot. Okay, but he was chased down by a cop who was wearing a bow tie and tap dancing shoes. The cop was. That's... The cop's name is Jay, and I'm not sure if he was, like, off-duty or something, but he's a detective in training, so he has to wear a tie and prefers the bow tie look. Unfortunately, we don't know why he was wearing tap shoes, but he actually caught up with Dante about two blocks away, and they arrested him. He's facing charges of first-degree larceny, interfering with police, and driving on a suspended license. The other officer is charged with being fabulous. Yeah, I was going to say, that is... <laughs> Not really, I don't think that's a charge. fashion police after him. Get this, when they searched him, they found crack, so he's also facing a drug charge. He probably thought it was just a crack messing with him when he looked back and saw a guy in a bow tie and tap. He's like, yeah. I'm never smoking crack again. <laughs> and then he gets tackled and, you know, sobers up and he's like, oh... Well, sometimes uh, reality is stranger than tripping, I guess. Huh. 
let's see. Have you seen that video? We can't obviously we can't show you this, but if you see, I I'm excited because in our area there's an axe throwing place coming to town. Yeah, and few things in this world make me more excited than the thought of drinking beer and throwing axes. But have you seen the video where the girl throws it and she throws it too low and it hits like the corner, like, you know, basically the wall meets the ground. It hits that and bounces back and, I mean, goes flying. Right. Luckily, she ducks under it, but it went right where her head was. That's man. terrifying. It's a scary thought. So what we've learned is throw those axes high. Yeah. Throw those axes high. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else uh, podcast worthy here. I think we've gotten through some of the most interesting stuff that I have uh, have found. Um Let's see. We talked about that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think that we're uh, nearing the end of this here cast because I can't uh, really find anything else right now that is. Um, I think we covered some interesting ground this morning. JP, do you think cursive is a, is, is a valuable skill? Oh, absolutely. I, I hate that they're not teaching it in schools anymore. Well, you're not alone. 63% of Americans do think cursive is still a valuable uh, skill. Um Let's see. It, well, you know, and it, it, a lot of places aren't even teaching it because you know it's just with with autocorrect and texting I was and say, stuff. Yeah, pretty but, soon they won't teach like handwriting at all. I mean, but there are some benefits to cursive. Studies have shown it helps kids develop their motor skills, and writing things down also reinforces reinforces what you've just learned. So, a new survey asked three thousand adults if it's still a valuable skill to have, and like I said, over half said yes. Sixty percent say they learned cursive in school and they still find it useful. And three percent never learned cursive but wish they did. Twenty-eight percent said they learned it but don't find it useful. Three percent say they'd never learned it uh, and don't need it. And the remaining six just were like, "What's the question?" Because they weren't sure. Right. That's crazy, man. You know, somebody was telling me the other day they don't teach kids to sound out words anymore. Really? You basically just like memorize the word and the meaning. Like you see cat, and you don't, you know, like say like. Cat. You just you know memorize that always C-A-T, is what helped me that, spell. Yeah, cat. That means cat. Little meow animal. Little meow box. Yeah, that, that's what somebody was telling me. They're not teaching kids to sound out words. How crazy is that? That is uh, that is really crazy because, like I said, that's how I. I mean, like I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to brag here, but I was a beast when it came to spelling in school, mm-hmm. man. My mom worked as hard with me on that as she did diving. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, and, but that's how I would do it. Like, I'd be sitting there taking the, you know, she would say the word and I would kind of say it back to myself. Like, say, like, cat, cat. Yeah. And then that would help me sound it out. So, hmm. so, all right, moving on. I found a few, few more interesting things because we've only been going like 20 minutes. So we got right. another few minutes. Later um, on. which, all right. So which country do you think lies the most? Or like which country's people are the biggest liars in the world? Oh, boy. And we are international on this podcast. Say, this so could get us in trouble. Yeah, we got friends in New Zealand, Britain, I think Canada. We've got friends everywhere that listen to this podcast. So let's let's the battle of the truth here. I don't really know, you know, in my day-to-day life, I don't really have interactions with people from other countries, so I'm just going to say... Hold on, wait for it. Let's make it fancy. You ready? Let's make this official. All right. Let me see if I can find a drum roll for you. Okay, and I don't have a drum roll, so let's just... uh, What do you think? Uh, Canada. 
You are correct, yep, sir. I knew it. Canada. Canadians are known for being extremely polite, but it might just all be a front because a new study found they are also the biggest liars in the world. See, the way they figured this out was they had teenagers from a bunch of different countries, and they gave them a list of mathematical concepts. And they had to say whether they were familiar with each one or not. But several of the concepts on that list were completely fake. Teens in Canada were the most likely to claim they'd heard of the fake concepts before, meaning they were being the most dishonest. Now, here's the question for you. Who do you think came in second? Oh, boy. I don't know. The French? No. Actually, America. Yeah, I, I figured as much, but I didn't want to say it because I'm a patriot. America ranked second, followed by Australia, New Zealand, and England. And overall, boys, big shock here, were more likely to lie than girls. Yeah, it just comes from having a penis. You know? Now, they only... <laughs> the penis made me lie, I swear. There were only eight countries in this test. So, I mean, there could be more dishonest uh, countries out there. But, you know, as far as the countries they involved, Canada... We need to. Uh, we need to get. You need to get your uh, your facts truthful. Will, but yeah, man. The the reason you know the reasoning behind who I was picking, I just figured the snootiest countries must be the most dishonest. And you know, Canada. I mean, I'm not gonna. You, know, I mean, you think Canada's snooty? Well, look, they're always looking down on us. That's true. And not just because they're you know in the north. Well, when you're when you're number one, you get lots of haters. It's true. Sorry, I love my country. I fully expect you to love your country and say the same thing. They hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us? Yeah, they want to be up in our anus. No, they hate us because they ain't us. You've seen the interview. <laughs> I have. Bear. Great movie. Great yeah, I love movie. It. <laughs> so moving on, uh, NBC, NBC News put out a, uh, an interesting little article here. 82% of Americans agree that social media is a huge time waster. 57% think it does more to divide than unite us, and 55% of people think that it spreads more lies than truth. But 69% of us still check it at least once a day. Huh. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I don't, man, I don't know. I, I like, I, it's what I, I love hate social media, man. I like being able to keep up with people I don't get to see all the time, and I like to share things with people, but... I, I'm not going to lie. The political and the very like active people on both sides just ruin it for me, man. Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely like reconnected me with people I probably would have never, you know, interacted with again. So it's definitely, like you said, it's definitely got its pros and its cons. Yeah, I just uh, like I said, man. It, I remember back when I actually remember a good friend of mine like deleted me because I shared too many memes. Too many memes. But I shared at the time like one or two a day. And here's the bad part about it. Like I I felt like, and we're friends now, but I felt like giving her a big guilt trip because half the reason why I was sharing so many memes is because I was sitting in the hospital with my dying grandmother and, you know, just sitting there scrolling through and sharing stuff that I thought was funny because I was needed a laugh because it was, and you know, but, uh, but now I, I, I delete or actually I don't delete. I unfollow people who post too much about politics and that's on either side, man. I don't, I don't care. I don't care to hear you talk about people who don't care about you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm tired of being told like, if you don't think this way, then you're part of the prior you you're, you're unfollowed. You know, I, I kind of like keeping up with people's politics just because it really kind of gives you an in, you know, just like a little window into oh, yeah. their psyche and what they're really about. You know what I mean? You really but, get to know people with social media. You know, I've only blocked one person social media wise. It was Snapchat. You know, my pal Josiah. Yes, I do. He would uh, like his stories. He would do that thing where you send your story to everybody. So you oh, get a yeah. snap and you're thinking, oh, man, I've. 
This person wants to connect with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, it's basically spam. You're getting spammed with their Snap story just because they want everyone to see it. I should be able to decide whose story I see and whose I don't. Yeah. So don't snap it to me, and I blocked him for it. Well, I mean, I, I understand. That's why if you pay attention to mine, unless it's something I think, you know, and if I do send it to multiple people, it's because I think these multiple yeah, people will get a kick. to me. Right. Yeah. I don't send it to everybody. Like if I find a funny sign, I might not just send it to you, but the people I send it to are people that I thought would get the biggest right. kick out of it. Where, But not, I think I'm pretty good. Most of the time, unless it's, there's something directly to you, I think you can say when you see a snap from me, you, yeah. you can be rest assured that it's probably straight to you. It's from you to me, absolutely. You know, whereas if I have something cool, like I go hiking or, or, or go to the beach, I'll put it on my story. So if you want to see what I'm up to, you can watch it there. But I'm not making you have to watch it to clear out the notification. Yep. Because, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I got a buddy that I know doesn't listen to this. And even if he does, it's time for a intervention. But, <laughs> right. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. I don't, again, back to the story thing. I like to share music. I've always been a big music fan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, like I've sent you maybe two or three songs in the last couple of years. Yeah. If it's a song I think you'll like, then I'll send it to you and be like, you should check this out. And it's a sample. On my story, yes, if I hear a song that I like or hadn't heard in a while, I want to share it with people. I'll put it on my story, but you don't have to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's there. If you click on it, and you're like, I don't feel like hearing a guy. But I got a friend that, and, I, and most of the time too, I try to keep it just like a couple of snaps. I got a friend who loves to send like an entire country song to you. Like he he Snapchats it, yeah, and it's him riding down the road listening to a country song, right? And I'm talking, he uses as much space as Snapchat. I mean, I'm talking this dude will sometimes use it all the way up, send it, and then start recording oh again, God. and send it to you. But then he also posts it on his story. It's not even a song that I like, or it'd be different if it was a song we talked about or something we, you know. And I'm, I'm like, dude, stop sending me this stuff, man. I don't, I don't want, I don't like having the notifications up. So then I have to go through each freaking little snap that yep. you sent. Stop it. People like that stop just it. have their phones taken away. That's it. I don't know if I go that far, but they definitely no, should be taught far, pro- a proper Snapchat etiquette, man. No, they wouldn't care even if they did. So let's move on to something that I think. JP, well, you know what? I would say JP loves as much as uh, booze, but I don't think you do because every time I offer it to you, you turn it down. Hmm. Um, do you ever like reach for candy? Like, you know, because you think it's going to give you a quick burst of energy or like you hear parents talking about, oh, don't give her chocolate. It's going to make her wide open before bed. I do have a serious sweet tooth. No doubt about that. Well, you got to have a new excuse. I've been telling people this. My, da- my, my sister has a daughter and a son and I actually just found out she's having another son. Um, and I'm getting ready to have a daughter, but you know, and my mom babysits for a living, so she has like her own little daycare. Your so family rate. I what? Oh no! I I'm hoping she's gonna keep my baby for free. <laughs> I, I told her she won't ever get one from me, and so this should that's right. That's surprise enough, to right? you. Yeah. Um, but you know, I always hear it. My sister always gets so irritated with me because when she'll be like, "Don't give them that." Sh-. I'm like, you know, that they said sugar, like caffeine. Like if you give your kid a soda, the caffeine could. Get your kid wide open, mm-hmm. but you know, like sugar itself doesn't really make your kids I've heard that, yeah. wide open. And she's always like, "Oh, psh, just wait till you have kids." But apparently, the sugar rush might just be a myth. Researchers looked at how a big hit of sugar affected people's mood and how alert they were, and they found it actually makes us more tired and less alert within one hour of eating it. 
It yeah, also, you know. A lot of people don't realize most chocolate has a little caffeine in it. So if anything, that's what's giving you that boost. Yeah. It also has uh, almost no effect on your mood, regardless of how much sugar you have. So the oh. idea that eating something sweet can perk you up and help you get through the day might just be a myth. But they say more research needs to be done. I I have a theory on that. All right. I think it kind of goes back to, did you ever have like the cool teachers who would let you bring candy in for an exam yeah, or chew sure. gum? Because, you know. I feel like it does kind of perk you up, but that like I love those Dove. You can get them at Walmart, the little ones for like forty four cent. The yeah, Dove, yeah. like milk chocolate. Well, I oh. like the dark chocolate, but nah, I'm I like, right there. I, I like, dark chocolate's better for you, from what yeah, I hear. Yeah, antioxidant. So. Yep. But I love milk chocolate, and I love those. And when I eat, I, if I go to Walmart, you know, before I go home for the day, I'll always grab one, even if I don't buy anything. I get that. Uh, and it does help kind of perk me up. But I don't think it's so much the sugar rush. I think it's that you're having something you enjoy. It puts you in a better mood. Yeah, man. I mean, it gives us pleasure, and that releases serotonin in the brain. And, I mean, there Look you at go. Dr. JP. Look at me. <laughs> but I think that's why it is. So I do think it can perk you up. But I, I think that it's, you know, because of the yeah. happiness you associate with it. Giving you pleasure. Kind of like when you start chubbing up over something, you know. Blood gets to moving, and stuff starts happening. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yep, me too. That's why I said it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I... Th- okay, let's end it with one more dumb criminal news story because we always talk about Florida. We actually talked a while back about why Florida is in the news for dumb criminal news so much. So let's wrap it up with the story about Florida Man. If you don't know who Florida Man is, it's just this infamous... Oh, I thought you were saying Florida and calling me man. This is actually someone... They Well, they, they, they Florida Man is a term used to describe crimes that are stupid committed by a man. Because you always see articles start with a man in Florida. Okay. A Florida Man. Well, that's gotcha. really where it comes. A Florida Man, blah, blah, blah. Florida Man got drunk and wrestled an alligator. A Florida Man beat his wife again and is now facing... And so they just started calling dumb criminal news stories... Florida man. Ultimate anti-hero. So <laughs> the the hero you never knew you needed. Yeah, that's right. But so uh, here we go. Let's get this going. Uh, first, let's give credit. I found this on the smoke. This is actually, I'm looking at it on the smoking gun. So, all right. This is like uh, the second time, apparently, the state of Florida has produced this story in less than five months. A 34-year-old guy named Casey bonded out of jail uh, in Florida last Thursday after he was busted for shoplifting at Walmart. Uh, He then got arrested again 15 minutes later for breaking into a car in the jail's parking lot. You just can't feel bad for people like that, man. No, you can't. What a maroon. I mean, like, you just got out of... uh, But he walked around pulling on door handles, looking for cars that were unlocked until he finally found one. He stole 547 in cash from the woman's car. Number one, why do you keep $547 in your car? Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't keep that much cash on me ever, but, well, I mean, I might. Like, if I'm going to the beach or something, I might sure. have a stove and a little thing of cash. But, I mean, why would you keep that in your car? Not, <laughs> Not smart. Uh, unless she had just made a withdrawal or something, but or was making a deposit. I don't know. But along with her, she also stole her iPhone, debit card, license, and four packs of cigarettes. Mm. I'm surprised she has $547 with four packs of cigarettes. Yeah. I've quit, but, man, those things got expensive before I did. Um... And they happened to see him tugging on door handles, so they confronted him. They then brought him back inside and booked him for burglary, grand theft, and possession of stolen property. So you had a shoplifting charge, which probably was going to land you a little community service. You know, not that big of a thing. And now you're looking at much bigger charges. What an 
idiot, I do not feel bad for you. If the story sounds familiar, it's because another guy in Florida did the exact same thing at a jail near Tampa back around November. So this is a completely different person, but someone broke out of jail that that just oh man so yeah man these guys get institutionalized and they're just looking for a reason to get sent back to jail I guess apparently last month he made the Flo- Miami Herald's list of top ten Florida man stories of all time of so, all time wow. of all time so I mean like I like I said man I just I don't uh, I don't feel bad for people like that I mean you you know no nah, I don't feel bad for people in general but especially not him. <laughs> Well, that is going to wrap it up for today's Current Events Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Real quick, got to give credit where credit is due. We do not own the rights to the song that you hear playing up under us. It is a Matt and Kim song called Glad I Tried. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. I love Matt and Kim. Saw them. Uh, they were awesome. Anyways, I always try to give credit for the music that we use because we're not getting paid for this, so it's not like we're making money off of your music. But to give it a listen. But check it out. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Random Rambling Wednesdays where we talk about nothing and everything at the same time. Let me tell you, these conversations go everywhere. We go everywhere from creation itself, maybe a little politics. We try to stay away from politics for the most part. But religion, aliens, drugs, sex, fast food. I mean, we really, nothing's off the table. We make a big old mess. And keep in mind that that is not as kid-friendly as some of our other podcasts. Not that any of them are really designed to be kid-friendly, but I think they're a little bit okayer to okayer. Can we we, we allow that? Yeah, I'll allow it. Uh, A little bit better if kids are around random ramblings tomorrow is not a kids podcast i completely do not censor jp sometimes i might even throw a f-bomb in there too so you know but make sure you tune in if you made it this far you didn't hate us that bad make sure to hit that subscribe button uh we're available on spotify on soundcloud on Castbox, and youtube if you're listening on youtube hit the bell so you get notified and that's gonna do it for us my name is justin and i'm jp and we are the podcasting dead